What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Lucas Fryman, and this is the Double Technical Podcast, just in case you forgot. But I'd hope uh, if you are listening right now, you know what you're listening to. But if you're new, welcome to the show. Uh, we are going to do what we always do on a Monday, and that is talk about all the exciting things that happened over the weekend, some of the things that actually happened uh, like a few hours ago before this recording, and yeah, just just quite a bit of stuff. So to start off, we always talk about the local squads because we are a Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky, whatever you want to call us podcast, and we always got to talk about our teams around this area, and it is always brought to you by SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek.com or download the SeatGeek app. Use code Double Technical at your checkout, and you could save twenty dollars on your first ticket purchase. I should say. Sorry if you've already used one, but you could just make a new account. Winky face. <sighs> All right. First thing that we have to talk about is an exciting one. Uh, that is UK. UK played Kansas on Saturday. Uh, me and Michael talked about it on Friday. We knew that this was going to be a competitive match. You know, they're, they're number eight and number nine in the country, so obviously this should be tightly contested. And UK went out and did their thing. Um, the, the final score did not kind of say what their dominance was in the second half. So final score was 71 to 63. Kansas was missing uh, their starting center, which me and Michael briefly talked about that. But the fact that we were able to get such a sure-handed win, because we were leading by more, but, you know, towards the end we kind of took our foot off the gas. We were 0 for 8 from 3 points and 0 for 11 from outside of the paint. All of our scoring came from the paint in the first half. Um, and we were only down by three at half. So that's impressive. And, and ultimately what got us to win was we, we finally started hitting a little bit of our perimeter shots. And then we were also able to, um, just to dominate. I mean, in the paint, I think we shot over 50% in the paint and Kansas you know, if you flipped it around, they weren't able to score over. I think they scored 40% in the paint, which is pretty low. Um, pulling up the stats, you know, yeah. So we kept them 36% from the entire floor, 39% from three. Um, and we just out rebounded the crap out of them. I'm just honestly. They had 36 overall rebounds. We had 49 rebounds. That is impressive. Um, We also stayed out of foul trouble. We only had 13 fouls. They had 21 fouls. We had 14 assists. They had 9. Yes, we shot 22% from the three-point, so that was horrendous. Uh, But we shot 40% from the floor thanks to our paint play, honestly. And, you know, we, we just struggled. I mean, P.J. Washington went 0 for 4 from 3. Tyler Hero went 0 for 4 from 3. We had zero points off of our bench, which, you know, the fact that we were still able to win this game pretty easily says a lot, but we do need to ensure that we have some better production off the bench. We can't 
always have them scoring nothing. <laughs> I mean, that that's a dangerous game to play. But to go down our starters, who again scored all of our points, we had Reed Travis. He was the X factor that I said on the show that if he had a big game, then I would feel comfortable with us winning. And sure enough, went out 18 12. Um, 18 points, 12 rebounds, great game for him, great bounce back. He hasn't played that sort of dominant level in a few games. Um, P.J. Washington, you take away those four missed threes, and he really had an excellent game as well, 20 points, 13 rebounds. Um, Haggins, 12 points, two rebounds, eight assists, which that's key. He didn't shoot good from the floor, but he did his part. Um. Johnson, he came alive in the second half, and and that's really what helped us out. 15 points, 10 rebounds for him, and he shot 3-4 from 3. Um, And then Hero had a not his best game on account that I said he went 0-4 for 4 from 3. He went 2-9 for 9 from the floor altogether, but he had 6 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists. So, this <laughs> it was an ugly game. When I think about it now, look, especially looking at the stats, you know, really need to make sure that our bench produces better next game. But when you're struggling the entire first half, you're able to rally your crew, get them to go out there. All the starters, again, they scored every single point, so it was all on them. Um, You know, they came out in the second half and were effective and outscored Kansas by 11 points in the second half. And, you know, I, I'm i happy. Um, Michael, Brian, all of us, we're, we're happy about this win. This is a big win. This is three straight top 25 opponents that we have beaten. And, I mean, I, I can't be a pessimist about this. There's obviously some things we still got to work on, especially with integrating our bench players a little bit better. But when you can weather the storm like that, you know, what could be frustrating, especially for a kid, you know, all that bad shooting in the first half and things just not going your way, that's usually what sets you up for failure. And instead, they they just calmed themselves down. They knew that they were still playing good elsewhere and were able to finally, you know, hit their mark and pull away. Their next game, though, is against Vanderbilt, which we played them a few weeks back in one fifty-six to forty-seven. That was at Rupp. This time, it will be in Vandy, but ESPN Power Index says that we have an eighty-one point one percent chance to win this game. Uh, Vanderbilt's nine and ten on the year. Uh, they're they're definitely not bouncing back like I thought that they would this year. I, I thought that this was going to be a a very legitimate team, but they have literally lost their last five matchups to UK, South Carolina, Mississippi State, Tennessee in overtime, though, which that was big. They almost pulled that one off. Um, and then recently just got smacked down by Oklahoma. So hopefully we go out, execute, get back to a, a wonderful rhythm, especially with the bench players, and we'll we'll be sure thing going into uh February. So and that is Friday, which is really crazy. So, yeah, make sure uh, to watch that game Tuesday and me, Michael, and uh, maybe Brian, I don't know, uh, will talk about what happened. 
on to the next local squad that we always have to give a shout out to. And that is NKU men's basketball. So a few things. First off, I I have to shout out um a fan page that I was uh brought to attention to thanks to PD. You know who you are. Um and I just want to give them a shout out on the show because they uh have decided to let us, you know, post things and everything like that. So uh go check out NKU Norse official pa- fan page. You do have to be approved to get in. Um, but it is a great page. People are constantly posting things, um, very engaging. Um, and it really has brought my personal um, just love for NKU that I never thought that I would actually have. Um, it's it's really just making me so passionate about NKU, which when I started this show, I never would have thought. You know, I never considered NKU. But thankfully, Phil, you had our back. You asked us to do it. We did it. And now I love it. So rewind to Saturday. We were playing Milwaukee. I felt like this was going to be easy win. And it was. We won 73 to 60. Um, We did not know if Drew McDonald was going to play because he got injured versus Green Bay. Um, But the the great, uh, not the great thing about him being injured, but the great thing about um, giving some more exposure to other players was we got to see Chris Vaughn be amazing as a sophomore so that is great promise for the future but Drew McDonald is the now he is this year he's you know our player that you know we go as far as he takes us and you know not to take anything away from all the other players like Sharp and Tate and Robinson because they play amazing just Drew is the leader you can't deny that same with Haggins with UK we're gonna go as far as they push us and take us. So check out Saturday. Drew ended up being on the start and he, I mean, he went out and balled. It's almost like he was upset that he didn't get to finish the last game. 30 points, eight for 16 from the floor, six of 10 from the three, 13 rebounds, four assists in 32 minutes. He was balling. I mean, six for ten from three? Like, that's insane. I mean, he just was going off. He he was passionate about, you know, coming back with a vengeance. So I am not worried about him being hurt, uh, le- not legitimately, but not seriously. Um, You know, so that, that just makes all of us NKU fans, you know, a sigh of relief that he is, he just bounced back that easily. So that's great. Um. Walton went out there, did his thing, added 16 and 6 and uh, 4 assists as well. Um, Tate, 13 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, Sharp had 10 points, 2 rebounds. And then we had a few uh, points off our bench. Um, We ended up in this game, and this is why I wasn't too worried. It's our defense, man. We play excellent defense. And that's why the Wright State game was so close, because that was two really great defensive squads. Um, we kept uh, Milwaukee to 36% from the floor and 36% from three altogether. Um, we 
we ended up shooting 44% from the floor and 50% from three. So Milwaukee's defense was not able to keep up. Um, they did rebound with us. They had 39 rebounds. We had 39 rebounds, which I really thought that we would out-rebound because we are bigger than majority of their players. So that, that was a little disappointing, but that isn't a big of a deal. That's just a wash. Uh, the great thing is we had 18 assists to their 10, so we were moving the ball very, very well. And then we only had nine fouls, nine fouls in 40 minutes. That is impressive. That is disciplined at its finest. They had 21. So they had three times, not three times, math, sorry. They had more than two times our foul rate, like, they, they just were getting frustrated because we were taking advantage of every little breakdown that they had. And so I'm excited. You know, this this is great. So uh, there's there's no game until Friday. We play IUPUI, uh, who's 13-9, we're 18-4, and, and, you know, the head of our conference, which I really hope um, they haven't yet as of recording this, but I'm hoping that we get into the rankings of the top 25 because we deserve it. I mean, they've been playing so well and they, they should be recognized for the way that they're playing. So we'll, we won't talk about that game until the Friday episode. So, um, just for now, everyone sit back, relax and, uh, yeah, go in KU. The next team that we always like to talk about is the Cincinnati Bengals. And, I mean, to be honest, there's really not too much to talk about because nothing has changed since we last spoke with Brian about it on Friday's episode. Um, we do have something cooking right now that deals with the Bengals, but I cannot tell you guys yet. Um, but I will keep you posted. And the moment that we have all of the final words, I will make sure to put it out on social media. Um, so just stay tuned. Something big with the show and the Bengals is going to be happening. So be excited. Now, I'm not going to take any breaks today because I this is going to be a short show. Uh, I knew it was since there's not too, you know, not all of our local squads are busy doing stuff right now. Um, and, you know, uh, football is about to end. So it's it, we're, we're about to have to make the shift to college basketball, but we, we haven't quite made it there yet, and it'll probably start come February after the Super Bowl. But I will say in, in terms of NFL, Obviously, we had the Ram. We have the Rams versus the Patriots playing in the Super Bowl Sunday. Um, we'll uh, on our Friday episode give you our picks. You know, Brian and Michael and I's, and we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, there there's not too much to talk about right now because I want uh, all of our opinions together. So sorry if that's a little uh, anticlimactic. Climatic. That that was weird how I said that. All right, now on to the NBA, and this is the last thing that we're going to talk about in today's show. And this is because this is major news that just dropped about nine o'clock this morning. Um, everyone, you know, we've talked about it on the show several times. Everyone's been talking about it. What is Anthony Davis going to do? Is he going to stay? 
with the Pelicans organization? Is he going to go to uh, L.A. with LeBron? Is he going to ask to be traded? You know, all of these situations and circumstances have been debated about for the past month pretty much. And we all thought, or at least uh, I'm pretty sure that, because uh, it's been a while and I didn't check, I'm pretty sure we all thought that he would stick out this season with the Pelicans um, and then make his decision as he still has one more year on his contract. And that's even what he said. Uh, actually, about a week ago, he came out and said that he plans on evalu- evaluating his situation at the end of this season. Well, that all changed. As of 9 o'clock this morning, when it was officially announced by his agent, RuPaul, that he has uh, decided he does not want to be a member of the New Orleans Pelicans and has asked the front office to trade him. Now, here's, here's some things about this entire situation. We don't know when he's going to be traded and, you know ultimately what this means I it's a it's a tricky situation the Lakers want him in free agency okay and they'll probably get him in free agency so the question is is who makes a play to get Anthony Davis for a year and a half that that is really the question at play here Um, everyone is talking about the Celtics because they're probably the only team that truly has enough assets to get the trade with the Pelicans and also use him. But here's the concern. The Celtics organization wants Kyrie Irving to be their point guard of the future, obviously. That's why they brought him in and they plan on signing him to a max contract uh, at the end of this year or something like that. Well, uh, to get Anthony Davis on that squad, you know Kyrie Irving has to be in that trade. And I think that's also just a money thing. And I don't know if the Celtics organization is going to want to do that. I mean, uh, because they're definitely not going to give up Tatum. They'll probably give up Brown, maybe Terry Rozier. Um, But again, now you're getting a guy for a year and a half. Is it worth eliminating every single asset that you have to get him for a year and a half? And then lose him. And I, if I'm the Celtics organization, I don't know that answer right now. And this is why, you know, they got plenty of time to think about it. The trade deadline's not for a few more weeks. Um, and, and honestly, nobody has to make a move on him this year. He, he can stay with the Pelicans and then people can, in the offseason, talk about, you know, trades, maybe buying up some assets, buying up some players, and then trading them in a package. But it's just a crazy situation because I never thought that Anthony Davis would do that. It, it seemed pretty pretty clear cut that he was just content with you know sticking it out and then seeing his possibilities. So I wonder what ultimately changed. I know he had a meeting with LeBron a few weeks ago, and you know maybe this was uh, a part of the plan obviously Anthony Davis we love him uh on the show because he's a former UK he's uh the only player to help uh coach Cal get a championship in the, his tenure and he he's 
he should be, you know, he's a NBA MVP caliber player, period. Um, but he just hasn't had that chance in New Orleans. They they just can't seem to get him the correct help, and it's frustrating. So I completely understand it. I just don't know what this trade request does. I don't know if he actually gets traded, and I don't know what teams really can afford to make a play on him now that we're this far into the season. And, you know, you got to think about what you're buying him for. It's it's really uh, the, the Kawhi Leonard instance it's all over again do you try to get a guy for a year to hopefully then have that entire year to convince him to stay that is the game that whoever makes a play on Anthony Davis is doing because it seems pretty certain that come at the end of his deal he is joining LeBron in LA so I I just was super surprised by it. Uh, please let us know. Uh, comments on the uh the social media posts. Um, you know, call or text five one three seven eight eight fourteen ninety and give us your opinion on the whole Anthony Davis situation and what teams uh, should or should not do when it comes to acquiring him. I'm I'm really interested to see everyone's thoughts and obviously we'll pose the question to Brian and Michael on the Friday show. So. But yeah, that is uh, everything that I really wanted to talk about. Sorry, most of the stuff is going to be saved for the Friday episode with uh, the guys. Uh, we have to have the entire crew together to talk about all the other stuff. Uh, hopefully we'll have uh, a, a breakdown on who did best on the Battle Royale. So I'll keep you all posted on that. Uh, hopefully you all were able to watch that last night. It was uh, crazy, apparently. Um. And I hope you liked that episode because that was very interesting for me. So, um, yeah, I th- I think this is it, guys. Uh, again, I'm I apologize for such a short episode, but um, this is uh, there's not too much to talk about at this moment. But don't fret, we are uh, we are going to pick back up here in a little bit. I guarantee it. So, uh, we'll we'll talk all Super Bowl, everything, all these conversations that i had just with y'all with brian and michael on friday and we'll have a big Bengals announcement as well on friday so that concludes today's show uh again it's brought to you by SeatGeek. go to seekgeek.com or download the SeatGeek app and uh, use code double technical at the checkout to get $20 off your first ticket purchase and make sure to check us out on social media platforms we're really growing um we've uh grew several thousand actually on um Twitter over the, the past week. Um so that's great. Um appreciate all the new followers and hopefully you guys have turned into listeners as well. Um but follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, just search double technical podcast and you will find us there. So thanks again guys for listening. I hope you had a great weekend and I hope you have a great week. Um, And we will be back here with the crew to talk to you on Friday about all the stuff that happened in between and all the stuff to come this following weekend. And again, the big Bengals surprise. So this is Lucas Fryman. This is the Double Technical Podcast, and I will talk to you all then.